On this episode of the Breaking Data Podcast, we have Drew Green, the CEO of Indochino, and he got to spend some time with us talking about where Indochino started, how things changed a little bit in his leadership, which began around 2015, some of the adjustments they made in the retail space as it stood five years ago compared to where it is now and where it's going. So they were very agile with many of the changes that they made in the way that they innovated. They've become the largest exclusive made-to-measure apparel company in the world. That's a huge thing to say. So Drew Green, CEO of Indochino. Indochino is the largest um, custom apparel brand in the world. And we're, you know, we literally are changing the way a generation of, of, of men build out their wardrobes. Um, you know, the word custom um, and custom apparel, uh, the words custom apparel, you know, it's been around for a long, long time. So bespoke, you know, made to measure uh, garments, you know, go back, get back hundreds and hundreds of years. And, you know, what we, what we did was we were the first to really bring it uh, to the masses, so to speak, from an online perspective. And, and we did that. And as we went through that journey, um, we really saw an opportunity to build a global global apparel brand. And so, you know, these last four years, we've endeavored uh, to do just that. You know, the business has um, is six times as big as it was in 2014, in 2019. Um, we have now have 40 what we call showrooms across North America uh, that allow men uh, and women, uh, frankly, women, love to come in and, and, and suit up as well. Um, you know, really uh, create their one-of-a-kind garment, whether that be a suit, pair of pants, blazer, khakis, outerwear, and soon-to-be other uh, garments like shorts and casual shirts. They're able to basically build that garment from scratch, pick out the fabric, choose their customization, put a monogram on it, and at the end of the day, it's, it's perfectly fitted uh, to their measurements. And so... Um, you know, we're, we're, we're really, really grateful to the customers that we have. They've helped us build, you know, frankly, one of the fastest growing brands in the world. And, uh, and we're just very grateful for that. That's great. And I, I remember I saw, uh, you guys, uh, present a few years back at the NRF, just when you had started. And, and with that, um, let, let, I just wanted to take us a little back in time. So back in 2015, uh, it was a different time contextually, let's say in retail, right? And mm-hmm. there, were, there were some issues, but there was a lot of innovation happening. And that was around the time that you took over as CEO. So going back mm-hmm. to that time, um, what, what was the context like for you? What did you see in the marketplace, right? Because mm-hmm. you built obviously a very successful business. And mm-hmm. were, did you have to make any drastic strategy changes around that time to get you to where you are now? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the transparent truth is that the business has been around for 12 years. And so, you know, four years ago, uh, my partners and I sort of came in and we said, look, we believe that personalized and custom apparel is the future of apparel. Um, and here's a company that, um, you know, really endeavored to bring that to market. Uh, but the company was struggling. You know, we, we had sort of flattened. Uh, growth for three years, we're losing, you know, seven or eight million dollars a year. Um, you know, quite a big company, but but not doing as well as it should have been. And so we just reimagined the entire business. I almost call it a uh, a restart up. Um, and you know, in that, what we did is essentially uh, built a strategy around 
you know, five, what I'll call five pillars or five P's, you know, we, we have entirely changed the team. So people was a focus and we now have, you know, 700 employees across North America, another 1300 working on the, on the brand every day in China. Um, so 2000 people working on the business every day. Now, um, we have a fantastic management team, um, that's either entirely new or has been promoted, uh, into their first role as part of an executive team. We focused on product. And so, you know, frankly, what I, what I saw was a market where, you know, there was, you know, lots of players in the 20, 25, $50 million range, but nobody was really able to scale because of manufacturing and how they had set up their supply chain. And so we entirely reimagined and re-engineered our supply chain, our manufacturing, um, how we bought fabric. Um, and that's allowed us to scale. I mean, we'll produce, sure. we'll sell, produce and ship close to, you know, 800,000 garments this year um, across the world. Um, the third P for us was partnership. So, you know, I've built many businesses in my career and, you know, the best success I've had is when I, when I've endeavored to involve and, you know, get partners that create operating leverage for the business and benefits for their business. Um, and so we've, we've, we've had some fantastic partners as we've built and, and scaled this business. Um, Diane Group in China, which is the largest suit manufacturer in the world, is a shareholder and our sole manufacturer, Post Media here in Canada, uh, as a media partner, um, you know, committed $40 million to the brand, uh, you know, two and a half years ago. And on and on and on, all through the New York Yankees, now the Boston Red Sox, which we'll announce next week. You know, we've we've been able to attract some world class partners um, that really believe in uh, the mission and our ability to create sure. a global brand. Just quickly, the f- the fourth and fifth P. You know, price is really important. You know, we we are mass market. You know, I call what we do affordable luxury. And it is a luxurious garment, but we want to make it accessible to everyone. And so, you know, we have figured out how to, um, you know, price the product for, for everyone um, and while maintaining, you know, profitability. This is our, this will be our third year now in a row of positive EBITDA. And, and Congrats. really that, that, oh, thank you. No, I really appreciate that. And, you know, I could go on and on about strategy, but those are, those are really the, the, the main thrusts of the business. I think, you know, as, as people have seen, you know, we came at retail very differently and in a time when, you know, literally thousands of stores were being shut down by, by brands that, you know, we all grew up with, um, you know, here we were saying, Hey, we're going to go out and we're going to open, you know, a hundred plus showrooms over the next decade. And, you know, we've done that successfully. We, we actually just opened showroom number 40 today. Um, and we have 10 more in production that will open, you know, before, before July 1st. Wow, that's impressive, right? Because that brings us right up until the present day. And just to quickly summarize, so the five um, pillars for you would be uh, people, product, partnerships, price, and profitability, which is pretty incredible. Uh, meaning the, the, the fact that you, you were able to, you know, hit profitability because, as you know, many, um, I don't need to tell you this, you, we, you mm-hmm. see this all the time, many younger companies, let's say, uh, I, you're not a startup, you, but you're, um, let's say, you're not a legacy, like 100-year-old company, if you will, um, find it mm-hmm. difficult to get the profitability, which is really the promised land to many. And if you look yeah. at what, 
It's pretty interesting, right? I mean, it, yeah. so when I say congrats, I mean, that that was, I mean, uh, it's very impressive uh, to say the Thank least. Thank you. And we, we noticed that you have a second Boston location opening soon. And you talked a little bit about the showrooms or the stores that you're opening. Um, you have 40 and you have 10 more in the works. What What is the, the general strategy there um, in terms of are, are you looking to go more global? Is it more within the U.S., or how are you thinking about this as you expand? Well, I think, I think number, number one, from a strategy point of view, you know, we've all grown up in an, in, a, in an era where, you know, frankly, retail has become really transactional, right? So, um, you know, with the rise of Amazon and Walmart and others, um, you know, price was really the, the key driver for consumer behavior. And we really saw an opportunity to help change that and really bring, you know, experience as part of, um, you know, the, the core focus of, 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 you know, how consumers really engage a brand. And to do that, you know, we really needed to invest in retail and reimagine, you know, retail. I mean, our retail showrooms are virtual inventory. They're appointment based. Um, and, you know, each and every customer gets a style guide to, you know, take them through the journey of creating their own garment. Sure. Um, and so, you know, we, we basically have three levers of growth that we believe will uh, help us maintain a, you know, 40 to 50% growth rate uh, for the next decade. I mean, we've, we've now had four years of compound annual growth of 45%. Um, in 2019, we'll grow 50%. And our core levers are North American omni-channel expansion, so continuing to roll out our showrooms across North America, uh, product expansion. So, you know, we built this business essentially through one product, a suit. Uh, but over the last, you know, 18 months, we've we've launched other other categories, other products. And then the third is international expansion. And later later this uh, year, actually April 1st, we're launching, uh, you know, in, internationally in Australia. Um, and have you know some pretty big plans over the next decade internationally. Yeah, that's interesting. So there's there's been a a formal effort and a long term effort on your part to make sure that um, you're using this cash. So this is a, tr- a strategic effort, meaning that you're using cash to really increase this this larger footprint for your showrooms. So this has been a thing since what your arrival, I'm guessing, right? At least since there was an article in 2017 right. in Fortune. So at least since then, so it's been at least, you know, a year and a half, two years, which is implies probably three or four, um, thinking of the That's bigger right. picture, right? right? So this is a, right. an effort that you've pushed forth and this is not stopping, meaning you see some, you'll see some retailers, at least you have seen some of the more, the newer retailers, I guess you could say, you think of like the Warby Parker uh, types that maybe early on started off online only and then they opened some stores realizing they could reach who they needed to but maybe that decision was made too early and they had to pull back wait a couple more years until the market caught up maybe and open some more but it seems like your timing for this so is right on right i mean i'm sure you guys are seeing the same thing as far as the results from these stores i mean feel free to say otherwise right. but it seems like that's the case yeah i mean look i, I can't really speak to you know how others are are operating of course you know, their reach, their retail strategies, but look, if you really take it back to the sort of the core basics, you know, 85% of all retail is still in stores. And so, you know, to think that you're 
serving all customers that you could by being online only. I think, you know, we've kind of fooled ourselves as, as, as you know, I'm an e-commerce technology uh, retailer, mm-hmm. uh, but we all kind of fooled ourselves into thinking that, hey, we can, we can do this online only. And I just don't believe that anymore. I think that, you know, if you're truly going to build an iconic brand, if you're truly going to build a brand that will last generations, you know, you need to have, a, you know, a true multi, multi-channel strategy. But you have to do it differently, right? So, you know, the big, the big difference for us as we, you know, launch retail is that we don't have to invest in inventory on a per-unit basis. Um, we don't have to be reliant on traffic uh, walk-in traffic because we can drive appointments through our, um, you know, through our media levers. Um, and, you know, most importantly, we're experience-based. And so it's not something where you just kind of come in and get what you want and walk out. Um, you know, we really engage the consumer each and every time. So I guess that, that leads me to the next thing is how do you satisfy that, that need that we've all gotten used to, right? It's, it, it's become a near addiction, I think, for the average consumer of getting things near instantly and having the fast shipping and having the instant gratification of the inventory being present when you walk in a store and you pick up something that you want right away without having to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, part mm-hmm. of the flip side of your strategy is that maybe you might alienate those who are used to that. But it seems like almost like you're retraining the consumer in this case to, you know, move when you when you change that strategy from selling a product to selling an experience that's been such a you know, such a term in, in retail over several years. I don't think many retailers have succeeded fully, fully at doing that. Doesn't seem like many have, especially those that have been around for a long time, but it it seems different in your case here that you've had success with moving that and, and kind of retraining, you know, the average, the average guy walking in, walking in a store that wants to buy a suit saying, listen, step back a little bit. There's a, there's a pace to this, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's all, you know, it's all about communication and, and, and the transfer of value. Right. And so look, if you want to get a, a garment off the rack uh, that maybe doesn't fit uh, that, you know, you know, you're bound to the colors that it was produced in um, that doesn't have personalization or customization, you can get that same day or next day shipping yep. um, or you can walk in a store and get that. What we provide is different. Right. What we provide is really the ability for you to have a one of a kind garment that's entirely customized to your measurements, to your style taste, um, to your color palette um, and, and, and is monogrammed so that it's, you know, it's yours forever. And, you know, each time we take an order, um, you know, that order is now produced and shipped in, in two weeks, which is our delivery promise. Uh, that used to be five weeks, by the by the way, and you know we see a path to get to one week, which will launch later this the, the, later this year. And so, yes, we are, uh, I think, changing maybe not behavior but expectations, uh, but we're also you know very aware that we live in a now world, right? And so, uh, it's not like we're saying, hey, let's you know it's kind of cool with what we're doing right now. We're continually getting better. We're continually optimizing our supply chain um, so that the end end product can get to the consumer faster. Yeah, that, that's cool. And and then you brought up, a, um, <clears throat> you addressed a, another question I had around fit. And I think that's not really a question. It's more of a, I guess, a reinforcement of the point you already made is, is that that's the biggest problem in clothing and apparel right now, right? And that seems to be the biggest market opportunity for many 
of the quote-unquote newer retailers being able to come out and satisfy that market, which is a huge market of those that I don't want to mm -hmm. walk in the store and buy a suit that doesn't fit. I've done that before, and it's really, it's not a great experience. You know, you, you don't you don't want that. When you're putting a suit on, you no. want to feel like it's made for you. You know, you want it to be That's right. just like, it, not to get dorky here, but just, you know, Iron Man has his suit, right? He gets in his suit, it's made for him, fits him like a glove. <laughs> That's what everyone wants to feel like right. when you get in a suit. That's it's right. made for you. It is your, you know, it, it, it's it's your suit. So I guess my question around that is how do you fit, how do you make sure that fit does, does uh, actually take place? Meaning like, is it just standard measurements or is there any type of, uh, you know, tech behind this that helps the fit process? Is there, you know, what can you say uh, yeah, around that? Th yeah, there's lots of secret sauce to what we do. Um, you know, we don't, we don't get into it too much. I mean, we've, you know, we've talked a little bit about it in the press and we've, you know, created some videos and things like that, but we're, we feel like we've got things figured out probably better than anyone in the world in terms of how to get, you know, truly customized product uh, that fits to a consumer at the time that we do, uh, and we continually innovate. And so, you know, don't, 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 I think one of the things that is a misconception about us as we've grown these last four years is, you know, we still are a digital retailer, like 67% of all transactions are driven through a digital uh, transaction. And so, you know, we, we are very technology savvy and, and, and forward thinking as it relates to technology. Um, and you know, supply chain is a big part of that. Yeah, sure. fair. I think I'm gonna have to try it out on my own. Maybe that'll solve it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And by the way, I I think I think you deserve it. You sound like an Iron Man, so <laughs> there uh, we go. you deserve love it. You deserve, you deserve your own. Let's go. Your own suit. Yeah, well, he's Drew. You know, he's AKA Tony Stark. So that, that's hey, not that's, too far from there the truth. You go. Done. There you go. <laughs> so it. it in a recent article, uh, there was, and this speaks to the customer experience, right? And that you're you're very much in tune with the customer needs, not just in fit, but in many other, let's say, services that enhance your overall experience. Um, the article a few weeks back talked about installment plans, and so I had a question in terms of how. Uh, what was this in response to, or how, how did you realize that this was something that your customers uh, were asking for? You know, that's a great question. So I don't think it's 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 about the customers asking for it. It's about really us sitting back and and again, you know, continually trying to provide our customers with um, the easiest, most accessible path to owning custom custom apparel, and so. You know, it's really about choice, right? You can pay for it sure. uh, all at once, or you can have installment payments, you know, at checkout. And we we launched that, I believe, in November eighteen. Um, you know, it's gone well. We didn't we didn't do it as a strategic. I wouldn't say it was a strategic lever for the business. I would say it was more practical. Um, sure. You know, just making sure we provided a, an array of, of payment options. Okay. No, it makes a lot of sense. No. Absolutely. And again, it, it contributes positively to, to that customer experience. So with that, let, let's, uh, what is the next big thing for Indochino? Uh, there, there seems to be a lot of competition coming, but you guys are always one or two steps ahead. So anything that uh, you could, uh, let's say, talk about in terms of the future? Yeah, I mean, 
competition is a good thing, right? I mean, anytime you have competition, it means there's, there's, there's opportunity. And so um, we're very respectful and, you know, admire, frankly, uh, some of our competitors, but we're really just focused on our own, our own journey and our own path forward. And I think, look, there's a lot of exciting things in the business. I mean, the fact that we're continuing to expand in retail, we've got 10 showrooms opening, you know, between now and July, um, which takes us to 50 showrooms overall. Um, and, and, a, and a roster of, of, of showrooms after that in North America, you know, we launch in Australia in April, uh, which I'm really, really excited about because we essentially we built this business with only 2% of our revenue being international and then product expansion. So whether it's shorts or casual shirts or some other very cool product categories that we're bringing to market uh, from a custom perspective, you know, those are, those are a big part of our future and a big part of, you know, making sure that we remain consumer centric as a brand. And so there's lots and lots of exciting things. I don't, you know, to me, sometimes the best, sometimes the best strategy is just simple, simply focusing on execution. Sure. And I think sometimes, I think sometimes companies get lost in elaborate, you know, in elaborate strategies right. and, uh, and planning and, and all those types of things, which is obviously very important, but I'm, I'm a big believer that the best strategy is, 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 is execution. Right on, right on. Well, Drew, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like this has been, this has been a really cool, uh, inside behind the curtains a little bit as to, as to what drives you guys and, and, and what your strategy has been, um, you know, over the mm-hmm. past few years and, and maybe a little bit about what's coming up here. Uh, of course, you know, listeners can, can go to Indochino.com for more. Is there anything else you'd want to mention? Anything else you want to let them know before we, before we end it? You know what? I just want to say thank you. I mean, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you having us on and, you know, all the great questions and uh, yeah, it's just been a, a real pleasure to speak with you. So thank you very much. All good. All good. Same pleasure. And uh, Likewise, thank you. Yeah. Thank you thank very you. much. Thanks, Drew. Okay. You take care now, guys.